Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Welcome back, guys. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. I like to hear that. I think it's important we ask, you know, everybody, how are you doing today? I know we should. We, well, we should ask our listeners how they're doing. So how are you guys doing? Yeah, I know. Let us know. We we genuinely want to know how you're doing lately. I know. Feel free to reach out to us and, and let us know how you guys are doing, how you guys are liking the podcast. And like we always say, you know, if you have special requests for things, definitely let us know either via the Patreon group, the Instagram group, um, you know, just shoot us an email. There's plenty of ways to reach us if you need if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. So I always keep my eyes peeled and I love it. And I get we get comments all the time, but I'm definitely, you know, I'm there. So just know that your message is going to be read and that someone's going to be there to receive it. Absolutely. So today's going to be an interesting topic for this podcast. And you're on the hot seat again. Yeah, it's getting pretty hot. <laughs> it's been getting pretty hot on my side of this this room. Uh, well, I think this is something that you've worked very hard uh, through, though. We're going to be talking about black and white thinking. And this is something that, you know, we had a lot of issues surrounding this. Right. But I think you've done a lot of work specifically, you know, through your trauma work that you've been doing that's helped a lot in the in changing the way you think and in particular changing the black and white thinking that you used to have oh yeah absolutely black or white thinking was uh it was awful i don't i don't ever want to be there again and you know sometimes it pops up but you're right the work that i've been doing has really helped me overcome it and work through it and be more broad in my thinking so i I couldn't agree more and i'm really happy to be in this spot and that's the goal, right? So if you guys are listening to our podcast and take our tips and tricks and implement those, that's the goal, right? To start to see these changes, these positive changes in yourself. And that's that's what you've done. You've worked very hard at that. And I've seen that, you know, because black and white thinking was something that really was a big wedge in our relationship because we there, there was countless arguments around black and white thinking, right? Oh, my God. There were. Literally, when I think back and I think back to what we would argue over, it was me being stuck in my black or white thinking and not thinking outside of that to really see what you were saying and at least try to see it from your perspective. I only saw it from what I thought it was, and that was the black or white thinking. And that's what caused a lot of issues in the relationship because it wasn't about like you needed me to agree with what you were saying. It was just you needed me to see what you were saying so that I could have a better understanding of what was going on. So yeah, I remember those days. Thankfully, they're in the past. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because we and the arguments would always be because I would see that and I call it out on you. It's like you, you have this simple thinking or this black and white thinking when there's nothing that is black or white. Everything is in the gray. And it was like it's either good or bad. Right. Either something someone is great or something is is evil. And that was these extremes that you used to live in. Right. In your thinking. And that's what black and white thinking essentially is. Right. Yes. So like you said, it was it was tough. It really was tough. And I remember being at a point where all I knew was that way of thinking. Like, what do you mean it's in the gray? Like, how am I supposed to know what the gray is? It's either this or it's that. And that's how I operated. So, you know, sorry. <laughs> Glad I'm in a better space now and, and, and really working through that. That's important. We all grow. 
Exactly. We are. We're all evolving and growing, you know, so it, it's important to really celebrate the changes and the wins. Right. And like I celebrate them all the time because we don't have these arguments anymore. Yeah, that's true. You probably have parties all the time. Like, oh, this is great. But you know what? Like you held space for me. And I've held space for you. You know, we have to hold space for our partners for the things they're struggling with. And unfortunately, black and white thinking may be one of them. And, you know, I, I just I'm, I'm happy that I was able to actually just force myself to be like, you know what? No, you need to think differently. It was tough. It really was. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it was a piece of cake. It wasn't. So let's go into like defining exactly what is black and white thinking. So black or white thinking, the psychological term for it is splitting, right? And ideally, it's just this thought process that makes people think in absolutes. And most psychologists will say that it's a, you know, a pattern of behavior, of cognitive distortions that really keep you from seeing life the way it is. You know, life's complex. It's uncertain. It's always changing. And none of that is black or white. And so that's what black or white thinking is, is this dichotomous way of thinking where it's either one thing or the other. And because of that, we're missing all of what's actually happening right there in the middle. And we're also limiting ourselves from having other options or seeing things a different way. So that is what black or white thinking is. It is splitting it down the middle, this or that. Life happens in the gray. Everything is gray, right? So there isn't there is no great evil and there's no great good, right? Everything has a mixture of these two things, right? So, you know, you can say that about any situation or any person. And but when you have this black and white thinking or this simple thinking, you're constantly putting things into these, you know, buckets, right? It's either good or bad or it's either, you know, right or wrong. It's understanding life is complex and starting to see things from a larger perspective, like a bird's eye view. And that was kind of like the arguments we used to have all the time, right? Because, you know, if if I got upset at you for something, it was usually because of a bad habit that you had formed, right? There was something that you were doing habitually, like everyone makes mistakes, right? Everybody does, you know, can have a, a lapse but when you're doing it consistently, then it's a habit, right? Why are you kind of smirking at me as you're telling me this? I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because I'm just sitting here thinking like, man, I am so happy I don't have to have these conversations anymore. Those were brutal. I know. I remember. I remember the arguments. But it was, it was again, it was me. It wasn't so much what you were doing. It was the fact that you weren't understanding that you were creating these bad habits that could lead to other bad habits. And, and that was my argument. It wasn't, okay, it's not that you did this one thing wrong. It's that you're consistently doing something or you were doing something that was leading to something else that was going to either create more problems for you, create more work for you, create something, uh, an environment that wasn't very good or healthy for you, right? And you had trouble understanding that, seeing that you just you keyed in and you focused on the one task that you were doing wrong, opposed to looking at the bigger picture. And that was that was like the the essence of of, of all these arguments we used to have. What do I have to say over here? I'm just like, yep, it was me. That's how it was. And when I think then and I think how I think now, it's so different. It really is. And black or white thinking was my biggest obstacle in healing really. So, you know, thanks for holding space for me all those years of you having to be the bird flying over the nest and I'm like falling over the nest because I can't seem to think, I, you know, I couldn't think myself out of those things. So, 
you know. So you bring up a great point that we have to, you know, really relay or, you know, really drive home with our listeners, right? How this black and white thinking deals with your trauma or how it affects you healing through trauma, right? Because if you have the black and white thinking, you cannot see it's everything like you said, right? Everything is either a complete success or a terrible failure. And that does not exist in a journey of healing, right? Because you're going to be, you're going to have days that you have setbacks and there's going to have days that you're, are, you know, are working through things a, a lot more efficiently, but you can't, it can't be, you know, once I've done one thing right, I'm completely healed, right? I'm done. Um, all my trauma's gone. That doesn't exist, nope. right? And in the same thing, once you have a step back and something, you know, you, you revert back to like an old bad habit, you can't again say, oh, you know, everything's ruined. Uh, I'm done. I can't move forward. That's that black and white. That's where this black and white thinking can be be very detrimental to your, you know, growth within this journey of self-healing. Yeah, I couldn't have said that. I think you really encompassed that. All. You did a very good job with that and, and understanding just how black and white thinking kind of presents itself and how it really affects our thought processes, and our healings and, and everything else. So let's talk a little bit about like where it comes from. So there's a lot of different places where this can come from. And although some of our personality is inherited, there is not enough conclusive evidence to say that you're born thinking this way. You do see black or white thinking in the following example. So personality disorders. If someone is narcissistic or they have borderline personality disorder, you'll often see black or white thinking in those diagnoses. You know, it's it's either this or that. If you don't do this for me, then you're this. You know, and and again, it's it's not just only people who are narcissistic with or borderline, but you will see black or white thinking in certain personality disorders, not it's not coming from the personality itself, but the disorder of the personality. So just to clarify, so if you do have black or white thinking, that doesn't necessarily no. mean that you are a narcissist or you have, you know, BPD or anything like that. Exactly. It's just that these they do present in in those diagnoses as well. Exactly. And where I was just talking about personality, I wanted to make the distinction that personality can play a role in black or white thinking, but it's typically when it's a disorder versus just how you're how you were born with your personality. So thank you for making that distinction. So someone wasn't sitting here going, ah shit, I knew it. I'm a narcissist. <laughs> no. So Well you might still be a narcissist. You but, might be. Uh, but black and white thinking doesn't necessarily diagnose you that. Exactly. So now we move into, okay, so some personality disorders, mental health, right? So let's look at mental health. If you have a diagnosis of depression or anxiety or even ODD, and then you look at maybe neurodivergent brains, ADHD, you can often see black or white thinking there, you know, because typically you're not just born with depression or anxiety. I mean, depending on your personality, typically there's a trauma or an adversity that happens. And so because of that, you have been trained and conditioned that when this happens, this is what the outcome is. And that's not always the case. So your brain is conditioned that if this, then that. And so it becomes a trauma response for you, this black or white thinking, so that you're always trying to protect yourself. So your brain says, well, we've seen this before, so that's what's going to happen when that only happened once, you know, and that's kind of harkens back to what you were saying. So mental health plays a big role. And then we're moving into childhood or adult trauma, right? Because 
that really affected my black or white thinking because I grew up thinking, okay, well, if someone does this, then this means that they don't love you. Or if someone does this, this means that they do love you. And so I based a lot of my relationships on this black or white trauma response way of thinking, this cognitive distortion, which, you know, as an adult, had me choosing friends that weren't the best or had me assuming the worst of you when that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? So yes, a trauma plays a big role in black or white thinking. Yeah. And a lot of we see this as well with, um, you know, victims of abuse. Right. So there's, you know, and, and this happens with males and females, but females in particular, you'll see that, you know, if they come from a situation where their father was either, you know, abusive in some way, and then they carry that on to like their relationships with their partners later on where they don't feel loved unless they see that same level of abuse, whether it be verbal, physical or whatever. They associate that, you know, abuse with, you know, the feeling of love. And that, again, is a, is a form of manifestation of that black and white thinking. Exactly. And that's not to say that everybody who's had an abusive parent, whether it's, you know, male or female, experience that. But there are patterns and we do see that typically, you know, you'll find, you know, women especially will find themselves in these relationships where the the pattern's repeating itself. So I thought that was a really good distinction that you made. So, you know, another place that we'll see where this black or white thinking comes from is emotional maturation. You know what I mean? So, Some people are just very emotionally immature and unwilling to see things from another person's perspective. It's almost like their pituitary gland isn't fully functioned. Yeah, you know, it's not fully formed and they're just stuck with, no, this is what it is. Like teenagers. Teenagers oftentimes have black or white thinking because it's their way or the highway and nobody understands me and this is what I want. And that's fine. That's them just finding their self-autonomy. Except some people get stuck there because of trauma. And so they end up going into adulthood with a very teen-like approach, this cognitive distortion, where it's like, no, that's, that's not what it is. So as you can see, it all kind of comes together. Self-awareness is another place. The higher level of self-awareness you have, the least likely you are to think in black or white. Yeah, I think that's what saved me in a lot of this, right? Because I could have easily fallen into that same trap of this black and white thinking or simple thinking is why I also like to call it because I saw that around me growing up you know the people around me that the, the adults especially around me there was a lot of that of that you know black or white thinking it's either you know good or bad right if the person goes to church he's a good person right or if, if the particular person is different from you know what we're used to then that person is not good right so we, I saw that a lot um, but it was that level of self-awareness that move me past that simple thinking to understand that there is no black and white everything is in the gray and understanding and you're mentally preparing yourself that okay you know this person might be good to me but that doesn't make them a good person right even though they're good to me that doesn't or maybe because they do good things doesn't still doesn't make them a good person you have to take every action into consideration Yes, absolutely. That was really, really good how you kind of put that into words. So just to kind of recap, you know, where do we see this? or what, Primarily, where does it come from? We're looking at in some personality disorders, we're looking at mental health, child and adult trauma, emotional maturation, and a person's level of self-awareness. Just expand on that exactly what, where does it manifest and how does it look like? Sure. So I'm going to go through this a little quickly, just kind of like a list so that people can, we can kind of move that along, right? So it's, 
you know, what does it look like? It's having people in good or bad categories and then moving them back and forth. So it's like, it could look something like this, like, oh my God, I love this girl at work. Then the next day you're like, she sucks. Hate her. Don't even like, she's awful. That's black or white thinking. Or you can think of yourself as, I'm a complete failure. I'm it. That's it. I'm a failure. Either that or you're on top of the world. It's like, no, some days you fail and other days you're on top of the world. So it's that really black or white, distinct, polarized end as to what you are. Or this is another one, you know, it's like, oh, the world sucks. This world completely failed me. Or you can move to the world's my oyster. You know, you see people with these like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, didn't you just yesterday tell me like you hated everybody and now you're like throwing a housewarming party with all these people? Where did that come from? It's that black or white thinking is so present in how we engage with people, you know? And the reality is, is that when you say this equals that, when reality, this may be a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little more of that, that's life. You know what I mean? And so you'll see this black or white thinking present itself all the time. The more you pay attention to it, you'll be like, wait a minute, what? So yes, more people have black or white thinking than they even realize. And you may have a lot more of it after hearing some of those examples than you think. Some of those were my examples because I remember coming home telling my husband, being like, hate this girl. She is awful. I cannot stand her. She's wicked annoying. And then coming home the next day, be like, yeah, we had lunch today. We went on a walk and he's looking at me like, wait, what? guilty as charged. That's just how my thinking was. And you'll you'll see this too in relationships, right? You'll see someone say, well, if she loved me, she wouldn't have said that. Instead of just saying, well, she does love me, but she just sucked in that moment. You know, it's a, it's, I would do that often with you. I'd be like, well, if you love me, then you wouldn't have said that. And it was like, what about the nine other thousand, nine million things that I've done to show you that I loved you this one time that I happened to point something out all of a sudden I don't love you? Black or white thinking. Yeah, and I'll even expand on that in like like the arguments that we had, right? A lot of the times is you would key in on like the one task that that caused the argument, right? And it wasn't it wasn't about the one task. It was about the other five plus that one task. It, exactly. <laughs> I but get it, it now, you yeah, see? Exactly. Now you get it, yeah. And the last area that you want to see, you, you'll even see this with food. You'll see black and white th- thinking with food. Like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever ate in my life. It's so good. Or like, this is garbage. It's disgusting. I'm going to throw it out. It's like, no, there's elements of the dish that were amazing. Like, I love the sauce. I love this and that. But it really lacked in salt. You know what I mean? Like simple, simple stuff like this. Black or white thinking is so ingrained. We are so conditioned to just see one thing or the other because of how our brains work that we apply it in life. So you even miss out opportunities to experience your food differently. Like really, that's how I'm I'm actually having mind blowing moments here because I'm just like, okay, because I'd I'd make dinner for him and I'd be like, how was it, honey? You know, was it good? And he'd be like, well, you know, it was like, this was good. And then I'm over there like, so it sucks. He's like, that's not what I said, you know? So these are just some examples, quick ones, easy ones, relatable ones. So you can see if it's presenting in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I remember those times. So uh, we're gonna. I think this is a good point where we'll pause for a quick message, and then when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about how it affects our life, right, and uh, how to work through it. You know, we'll give you our tips and tricks for working through it, starting the process of getting away from the black and white thinking and just thinking in the gray. So stay with us. We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now, here's an opportunity to help us continue making content. And we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, 
access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support, and don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about black and white thinking or simple thinking, right? And uh, we're going to we'll talk a little bit about how like it affects our life. When I, we've talked about how it affected us, right? Because it led to a lot of different arguments. But we can go into like how it can manifest in our life. How can it be detrimental to us? And then we'll talk a little bit about like our tips and tricks on moving past that. Right. So in terms of like, how does it affect your life? This, this dichotomous thinking prevents us from seeing things the way that they are. Right. It affects our health, our eating, our relationships. You know, it's like for someone, for example, that has an ED or an an eating disorder, trigger warning, you know, food equates to bad, you know, or food is good, depending on what they're struggling with. So this it it affects how we see our relationships, you know, so maybe you, you, you no one has a perfect relationship, but maybe your significant other recently kind of just lashed out or said some things that were really hurtful. And they've, they've acknowledged it and they need to work through it, you know, but they've done plenty of other things that were uh, amazing and, and earned your trust. And, you know, they've been there for you. They've held space for you. But then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I want nothing to do with them. They're awful and they suck. They hurt my feelings. So they're bad. You know, you'll see that happening. So it really just affects how we interact with people. And, it, and it's this oversimplified view that only allows us to see it from our own glasses. And half the time, we're not even wearing the right prescriptions. You know, we're walking around just seeing literally what's just right in front of us. When there's stuff behind us, to the side of us, ahead of us, in front of other people. And because of that, we have disagreements with people. We have arguments and misunderstandings and relationships end and friendships fizzle out all because neither party was willing to see the perspective of the other person because it was their ego that got in the way you know it was this black or white thinking that no that's not what it is it is this and when we're not aware of all these possibilities it can really disrupt your decision making process I mean that's really what black and white thinking can do to your life and affect those different levels within your lives yeah, absolutely. And like we've said before in other podcasts, no one's ever 100% to blame in any argument, right? There's always enough blame to go around. And it's that black or white thinking where it's, yeah, I'm either right or I'm wrong. When in reality, you know, you had, even though you might be 99.9% right in the argument, there's still a small percentage of where you can take some responsibility. But it's understanding that and understanding that, okay, there's not this red or blue. It's it's you know again it's some purple in there, right? Um, understanding that and and starting to open up your 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 thinking to that is what's going to help you start to to see these things and improve your relationship and improve you know the things that we're we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And that's pretty much how it presents. And and it can cause, like I said, significant issues in the relationships. And it's really important that you, if you're listening right now and you're like, whoa, mind blown, sit down and look at some of your past relationships that has fizzled out. Look at your current relationship and ask yourself, has black or white thinking on my end contributed to any of this? Because that's going to be eye opening. Yeah, and even moving beyond your relationships, right? Even like you said, your relationship with food, your relationship with exercise, right? Your relationship with with so many things, 
in our life that we have to understand that it can't be all or nothing. And that's what we're talking about here, right? There's nothing that's all or nothing. It's not perfect or, or, or the worst. So understanding that everything we do and everything in our life lives with it between those spectrums and really wrapping your head around that and really analyzing everything from that perspective is what will help you grow. Absolutely. And I think you I think you really compartmentalize that really well. So I hope that as you were sitting here, you're like, okay, now I can see how black and white thinking has affected my life. And that's pretty much where you start. You know, you need to do that part. So how do you start to, you know, make these changes? What are the key tips that you would say helped you go from this simple thinking to like now more, a much more broad, much more um, in the gray uh, experience. So in the clinical field, we, we refer to this as finding Goldilocks. And I like this. I'm all about the analogies. Okay, one day I'm going to have a book of analogies. But you, you know the story of Goldilocks, right? She learned that, you know, it wasn't Papa Bear or Mama Bear that were the best. You know, it wasn't Papa Bear's extremely hot porridge or Mama Bear's cold porridge. It was baby bears. It was in the middle. You know, it was just right. And finding Goldilocks is what you can start working on. Ask yourself that, you know. Think of the story in your head. When you, whenever you think of black or white thinking, remember that story. You know, that's that I think is is huge is when you can apply it to something and be like, okay, you know, am I just kind of focusing on like, is this this too much? When you are in the extremes, whenever you use the word too, too cold, too this, too that, T-O-O, that is, that's a sign that you are thinking in black and white and thinking in the stream. So always think of that Goldilocks. I I really like that analogy. Can you tell? (laughs) I can. So that's that's step one. Step two is reframing your thinking. So if you catch yourself jumping to extremes, challenge yourself. Think about why you might be thinking that way and whether there's another viewpoint that you may have not considered. And this is why I say start with the Goldilocks, because if it's to this or to that, then you'll know, okay, I'm in the extremes. Is there another way that I can think, right? Then we move into like watching your words. So black or white thinking, you'll you'll see words like always or never are signals, okay? These are like your smoke signals. So whenever you say like, oh, always or never, you're gonna know right off the bat, whoa, I'm thinking in extremes. So you can remind yourself Use different words like maybe or sometimes. So when you're using the words maybe or sometimes, it's not extremes. So you'll know that, oh, this isn't a form of black or white thinking, right? So it's important when you use the word always or extremes or to this or to that, you'll know I'm in black or white thinking and I need to remember Goldilocks. So I'm giving you this analogy because it's going to help. And then we move into acceptance, right? So there's only one constant in life and that constant is change. So you have to be comfortable with not knowing everything. And people with trauma need to know everything to keep themselves safe. So black or white thinking is what they revert to. So it's okay to ask for more time. And it's certainly okay to say, well, I don't know, because you don't know. Oftentimes, because we don't have the answer to something, we search and pull for something black. You know what? This is why I don't feel good. It was the other day. It was that friggin' damn dairy that I had. When it wasn't that, it was like the three-day bender of pizza and ice cream and tacos and chocolate cake at midnight, all of that added up. So just to recap, Goldilocks thinking, reframe your thinking if you're jumping to conclusions or you're too extreme, looking for words like always and never. And when you do that, just challenge yourself to say, wait a minute, can I think of this from another viewpoint? And that is how you start. 
Yeah, I think the analogy of uh, Goldilocks is amazing. It's great, right? So we need to strive to find Goldilocks because that's absolutely the, the that's the beginning, right? You want to in any situation in any way of thinking find Goldilocks, right? So that's that's a great analogy, and I think you like that one, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. And so I think that's going to help our listeners. You know, that's you know if you keep that in your mind to find Goldilocks in any argument or any situation that you find yourself in, uh, I think it's a great way to start training your brain to understand that, that it's the porridge can be too cold or it can be too hot, but you need to find that middle ground because that's where it's just right. Yep. Once you get to a point, you start moving past, you can move past that, you can start to see, okay, um, you can put yourself in the shoes of the other person, right? And that's your next step, right? Understanding and, and being able to put yourself in the in the shoes of the other person, starting to think the way they think so you can understand their perspective. I think that's that next level, right? Understanding that and getting to that point where it's not because we're very centrist. Our, you talked a little bit about egos. As human beings, we are very centrist. We are very ego-driven. So it's like our viewpoint. But when you can get yourself out of that viewpoint and start to see other people's viewpoints, then it becomes even more mind expanding to understand not only your gray area, but understanding someone else's gray area, then that's the next level. Absolutely. So I just want to say you're welcome for the analogy because I love them. And I hope that as you guys are listening and, and taking notes, that's all that this takes. And like he said, like Jay just said, when you really can see something from somebody else's views, it's it's expanding of the mind and it feels good. It feels good. I mean, it doesn't feel good to be like, damn, that sucks that I was thinking that way. But it feels better to be like, wow, like I just learned something new. Our brains thrive on exhilaration and new information. But when you've had trauma, that's kind of been robbed from you. So even just working on your black and white thinking and doing what we just did by saying finding Goldilocks, that is also going to help you in your trauma healing. Is it that that's really what happened? Or was this what happened? And how can I find the healing for that? You'll see that black or white thinking is what holds you back in your healing journey. So I hope as you guys are listening, you guys go into the new year with some new ways of thinking. Absolutely. So I will wrap this up here. I hope you guys got a lot of good information. Remember to always find your Goldilocks and stay with us for our next one. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.